Uh, very warm welcome to you all, uh, ladies and gentlemen. This is uh, the Football Attic Kit Podcast, episode 16. Uh, Chris Oakley here, and it's wonderful to be back with you once again. Uh, not least because uh, on this episode, we have a special guest for you. And, uh, well, I suppose I should give him credit. I, I always tease him at this stage of every podcast, but uh, I should give him credit. I've got, I've got a special co-presenter for you here as well. How about that? It's Rich Johnson. Give it up, everyone. <laughs> Plays sound effect of applause. <laughs> Woo! Go me! <laughs> Congratulations to me! <laughs> Sorry, that was a reference to a, uh, a pool player called Nayuki Oi. If you haven't seen that clip, go and watch it because it's very funny. I'm really hoping that at least one of you two knows now what I'm talking it's, about. It's ringing vague bells. It's ringing vague bells. Um, anyway, as I say, we have got a special guest. Let's bring him in before any more uh, strange happenings occur. Uh, he's uh, a man whose name has cropped up on many previous podcasts. He's uh, one of our keener correspondents, uh, someone who uh, is always happy to give his views on football kit design and does so from over there in the USA, which means I've uh, got a, a bit of extra glitz and glamour for this uh, podcast, Richard, and, and not before time. Uh, please welcome Austin Long. Hello, Austin. How's it going? Very good, thank you. I trust you well. Absolutely, uh, pleasure to be here. Excellent. It's wonderful pleasure to have, to have you along, sir. Yeah, um, not least because, as uh, listeners probably won't be aware, um, we were hoping to get you on board uh, the podcast uh, back in September when I went over on a holiday to the UK. We were hoping to, I was hoping to hook up with Rich and then not get onto Skype or something and talk to you there. The whole thing was a logistical nightmare. There was so much <laughs> going on during that trip. Um, but we weren't put off by that, and I'm really pleased that we've uh, we've finally uh, dragged you into this mess that they call the Football Attic Kit Podcast. Um, uh, needless to say, um, we've got uh, Austin onto the podcast, particularly because uh, uh, he has a considerable amount of knowledge on MLS, and uh, we're going to be looking at the kits of the 2017 season of MLS very shortly. We also have a uh, kit-off vote, uh, which you can uh, uh, t- uh, take part in. We'll be giving you all the details of that. Uh, Austin has been very kind to uh, nominate three uh, shirts for that. So uh, details of that bit later on. But as ever, we start off with kit news. And um, strangely enough, it's only, well, it's not even been a week since the last podcast we did with uh, uh, John Devlin. It feels probably a lot shorter because it feels like we only stopped recording that about 10 minutes ago. It was a two hour long podcast, that one. Um, but um, <laughs> but given the fact that it's not been that long since the last podcast, Rich, um, quite a bit of kit news to, to discuss. What have we got? Uh, well, the first up we've got is the new Thailand kits uh, made by Warwick Sports, who I've never heard of. Um, and well, although that's that they've switched from Grand Sports to Warwick Sports, so you know, clearly not that well-known teams there. Um, but these are very, very nice indeed. Uh, the is this the home one that I'm the, the looking black one? at? You don't know what I'm looking at. The black one, yeah. Let's see which one's that? Sorry. Yes, yes, says Chris. Yes, it is. Yes. Um, well, what, yeah, the basically uh, home one is. <laughs> I was just going to say, while you're padding, I was just going to say, this is a probably a good time to tell you, ladies and gentlemen, that we have a crib sheet. And if you want to see uh, the pictures that we think Rich is looking at, then uh, get in touch with us. <laughs> we can give you access to the crib sheet. And it's got all the pictures yeah. and all the kits we're talking about and all the links. It's all there. Sorry, do carry on. I was going to say, you might have more of a clue of what you, of what I'm looking at than I do. So, <laughs> uh, Please sing, sort of sing along, sing along, dear. Um, right, the Thailand, start again. Thailand, 
made by Warwick Sports. Uh, very nice, all black, a black jersey, but it has a kind of uh, a sort of diamond crisscross pattern running all the way through it, a sublimation print, and it just looks really, really nice. I'm very impressed with this one, uh, and what I'm, well, I don't know much about Warwick Sport, uh, but Again, like apparently they've changed from all blue to black for the first time in history. Apparently, it says here as a little note, possibly as a mark of respect for the late king, Bumiball. Bumiball, yes. hmm, okay, who died in October 2016. Uh, so uh, yes, Thailand. That's a one-year period of mourning after the death of the king last year. So, I mean, it's, it's a gorgeous kit. I think. Uh, what do you, What do you guys think? Over to you, uh, Austin. Well, you know, I when I was going through the notes, it, I love the all black at the. The pattern's very interesting. I, I, yeah, it's like a diamond thing, and I actually kind of like their logo. It's kind of intriguing. Mm. Uh, you know, I don't know anything about them, but I, I'm a sucker for a black kit, so I really like it. It's very nice, isn't it? Yeah, it's a kind of diamond mesh sort of pattern, and um, um, I, I will own up. I was the man who puts put those particular notes into the crib sheet, and if I sound well-informed on Thai football, uh, be under no illusions, I know very little about Thai football. However, uh, my uh, father-in-law's wife is from Thailand, so I kind of know a little bit about the kind of culture of Thailand. I was lucky enough to go there on holiday a few years ago. Uh, not that you care, uh, but um, but I've seen Thailand play a few times in you know international friendlies and World Cup qualifiers, and they do normally wear an all blue strip. And um, I think I'm guessing that they've changed to black uh, because, as Rich said, there's this uh, year-long period of mourning uh, as the uh, as the Thai king died last October. So, but if if anything, if, if there's any kind of positive to to put on that story, then it's the fact that it looks terrific, the black kit. And um, there is an away kit as well that's also been launched. Warwick Sports, by the way, Rich is a, is a Thai company, so uh, just that's probably why you've not heard of them. So there you go. Um, but uh, but there is a white, an all-white away kit with black trim and um, continuing that sort of diamond motif, that diamond mesh pattern. There are sort of two bands across the bottom of the sleeves on that away shirt in black, which has got that kind of repeating diamond pattern. And that also looks really nice. Yeah, I think that's absolutely I like stunning. I yeah, I like this one as well. It's got it's got an uh, interesting collar for me too. It looks sort of a... I don't even know how to describe it. It's sort of a buttoned-up V, if that makes sense. Uh, but yeah. uh, I really like this almost, one as well. It looks almost like a sort of granddad collar, but without the kind of yeah, – it's not it that raised, but um, it's kind of like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I like, the, yeah. I like the fact that they've got – I like the fact they've got the same pattern on both shirts, but they've still kept them different. So they've got different necks and they've got the little band across the sleeves. So it's just really, really a really nice set of kits. Well done, Warwick Sports. Good on you, Warwick Sports. And um, yes, um, Rich mentioned, um, what was the previous? Uh, Grand Sports. They will be getting yeah. another mention later on, uh, for which we'll be receiving no royalty whatsoever. I'm sorry to say. <laughs> um, but there it is. Um, uh, Austin, um, uh, I'm not sure quite how much you know about Swedish football. Um, we know lots, don't we, Rich? That, loads, don't mate, we? loads. Yeah. Yeah, anyway, if, if, yeah you, uh, you picked a Malmo kit and, uh, a couple of years ago for my uh, sort of best of, of that I do every summer. I found like a Malmo kit that I really liked. And this one looks I – lo- I love this blue color they use and sort of the contrasting cuffs. Uh, it's interesting if they're sponsored by Volkswagen. Maybe you guys know more about that than I do, but uh, it's, it's a it's a pretty nice shirt. It is indeed, and I mean, if you're if you're British, uh, then you know a bit about Malmo just purely for one reason, and that's the uh, was it 1979 European Cup final, Richard Nottingham Forest, 
Um, I think mm. for some reason we've all got a bit of a soft spot for Malmo, even though you know the uh, the English team won on that occasion. But I just I, speaking personally, I've always had a bit of a soft spot, and and the and the light blue shirts that Malmo wear are always very nice. But I think the Volkswagen sponsorship, I'm guessing, is probably quite recent. Um, but what do you think of the shirt, Rich? I think this is just absolutely beautiful. There's just something about it. It's a very simple shirt, nice white collar. The the color of the blue is just gorgeous and it does actually if you uh, you can't see it so much on the picture but basically all the way down the front of the shirt it has a kind of um a uh, battlement sort of uh pattern basing which is yeah. basically the uh, based on their on their crest um and it's just I'm, I'm trying to think i think without the volkswagen sponsor it'd be even better um, I think the Volkswagen sponsor does kind of detract, but because of the colours, obviously being the sort of silver and the blue, it does f- at least fit with the shirt. But I just think it's an absolutely stunning shirt. Very simple, but it's just, I don't know, it just looks absolutely beautiful. It does look very nice indeed, I have to say. And um, I think, I'm not sure, but I think the Swedish football season, um, I don't know if it's already underway. I think it might be just about to start, I think, if I remember rightly. I did see something as I was doing my research, but uh, forgive me, Swedish football fans. <laughs> there are no <coughs> Swedish football fans listening to this. Be, be uh, under no illusions of that. Um, but uh, anyway, a lovely shirt nonetheless. Um, so, And that's a Puma one. Uh, but I mentioned Grand Sport a moment ago, and the reason why is because they have brought out two new shirts for Vietnam. I know we're kind of going very, very wide of our normal kind of paths of interest here, but uh, there are a lot of uh, Asian shirts being released, as we've mentioned on the last podcast, actually, uh, Chinese club teams and so on. But these are the Vietnam shirts. Uh, they've just been released by Grand Sport, and um, they've got an interesting sort of repeating V pattern, haven't they, Rich, uh, which makes them quite distinctive? They have very nice. Um, again, again, a, a great set of kits from a kind of lesser-known manufacturer. Just sort of kind of mm. goes to show, really, that even a, a lot of the. Um, I mean, I think I mentioned this last week about like Macron and Joma, who are producing to produce producing quite a lot of nice kits recently. It just shows, you know, that it doesn't have to be done the Nike or Adidas way. There are a hell of a lot of people out there actually producing these kits, and these just look really nice. Again, I get, yeah, just gorgeous. What's your view on these ones, Austin? It, like you said, the the pattern is very interesting. Um, Puma, uh, Puma did uh, for the, the European Championships for that V gradient, especially in the top half. I prefer the white one better. I really don't know why, but uh, the white one I really, really like. Uh, but yeah, that's uh, like Rich said, just shows you know what other designers can do. Um, yeah. It's 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 kind of nice, quite refreshing actually, just to see what other other manufacturers are doing because you do tend to see that obviously the the Pumas and the Adidas's of this world are sort of um, you know trotting out pretty much the same templates all the time. So it's always nice to see something different and uh, just go to show that's what Vietnam will be wearing in their uh, Asian qualifiers for the World Cup in Russia next year. So uh, keep your eye out for that. Um, as far as actual sort of shirts and kits is concerned, um, Rich, there's a, a special shirt that's been released for Darmstadt in Germany, hasn't there? There has indeed. It's uh, done by Jaco, and basically it's um, a shirt that's uh, a tribute to a fan called Jonathan Hines, uh, who was a, a supporter of the club, um, but sadly died of cancer last year. They've they renamed the stadium for him. Uh, after him for a year and they've also released this um shirt i did actually see if i could get hold of one of these but un- unfortunately because it's a it's a really nice shirt i love the sentiment behind it as well um 
but they only actually had nine left in the online store. Um, I've got to say, the, I, I contacted the club and they came back very quickly. I'm very polite. Every time I have to deal with a German club, they're always incredibly like polite. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, but they, they had the, um, the online store they could only ship to Germany and they didn't have any left in the actual club shop itself. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, it's, it has, it's basically a all white shirt um, the the crest and the manufacturer's logo which are normally in blue are um in white so it's sort of contrast with the shirt sorry to blend in with the shirt and then across it's a, a blue band with um the inscription i'm going to try and pronounce this you know what my pronunciation is like in foreign language do must kampfen uh, which means you must fight uh, which is the name of the cancer institution that was created by the family um, and it's just a, a very nice shirt. I'd, like I say, I love the sentiment behind it more more than the, necessarily the shirt itself. But I think it's, I think the fact that they've put the crest and the logo in the same color as the shirt to obviously blend in and not take away from the the slogan, I think is a very nice touch. Yeah, it's it uh, makes the shirt look sort of very plain, doesn't it, Austin? And and yet um, it's it just puts that that sentiment. The, the you, know, you must fight. I mean, what a what an inspiring message to hand on to a team i mean you that's that's what you've got in your head when you run out onto the pitch and so on i mean it's uh, what do you what's your view of the shirt yeah i like it the uh, blue band uh really you know gives it sort of the you know a color some pop uh but like you got you got i think you guys talked about last week about how these sort of special jerseys are not be the right word but sort of hiding uh the crest and uh, manufacturer logo and especially for something like this special, I think that's really the right way to go. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Couldn't agree more. Um, so a very nice shirt. That, I'm not surprised you had trouble getting hold of one of those. I suspect there's a, a strong demand for those, uh, Rich, uh, over in Germany. Yeah. So uh, there it is. Um, and in terms of news in brief, uh, kit news-wise, um, all kinds of things kind of been going around in the last week or so. Uh, Verd of Bremen have announced they're switching from Nike to Umbro for the 2018-19 season. Really looking forward to seeing what Umbro can do for the German club there. I think they'll do a terrific job. Not that the Puma kits Verd of Bremen have got at the moment are particularly bad. I just got a feeling that Umbro will really distill it down into a sort of, I don't know, maybe pure green shirts with just some very understated white trim. Not wishing to influence you there, Umbro, but that's I got a feeling that's what you'll do because that's what you do best. Um, I think Marseille are going uh, over to Puma from Adidas. Is that right? Have I got that right? I think that's Adidas. That I with it looks yeah. like it, yeah. Yep, so they'll go with Puma. Again, I think that could be a, a really good combination. Um, and a couple of sagas, Rich, um, closer to home if you're, uh, if you're British, basically, um, that have been going on. Um, First of all, Plymouth Argyle. Did you see the story? Plymouth Argyle, who, as we all know, wear green shirts, um, have had a bit of a bit of a problem of late in that when they play in their dark green shirts uh, for floodlit fixtures at night, um, who knew their players aren't very visible? Uh, what do you make of all that? I'll let Austin go first on this one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, so I was actually hoping you explained to me. I knew that Plymouth Argyle wore this like dark green, and uh, I was either one of you guys or I saw a picture where they had like four different images yeah. mm-hmm. and i was i was confused as to what was happening so um yeah so I, think, I, I didn't realize well, i didn't realize that was a big of an issue <laughs> go on rich well they seem i was gonna say it seems that they're that they're saying they can't see each other because of the clash with the grass well the, th- well, the thing is okay. as, historically they wear sort of uh, kind of grass green shirts 
um, which during the daytime, you can imagine that color tone does clash to a degree with the grass, but you wouldn't have thought it was that much of a problem on account of the fact that you can see, you know, a head sticking out the top of the kit and arms, <laughs> and legs, that sort of thing. Um, more recently, Plymouth have worn a dark shade of green for their kit, which solves that problem until they play at night when suddenly there isn't so much visibility, there isn't so much light. And um, I think basically their current, I think I've got this right, their current kit is all dark green. So recently they've been kind of tinkering with the format. They've worn white shorts. I think they've worn white socks as well, uh, hence the various pictures that you saw there, Austin. And um, and I think they've uh, arrived at the conclusion in their most recent game, which is that they wear their white away kit uh, in a home match. And I didn't realise this. There is, a, there is a rule which says you're only allowed to wear your away kit at home once in a season. So they've done that. Now what? What do they do now? Come out with a fourth kit or something? Or I don't know. What are they, they going to do? I'm not sure. But it's just it's just peculiar. You'd think, having worn green all these years, that they'd have sorted yeah. this problem out by now. Right. There it is. Um, and another um, story that's been sort of going around. Well, I say story. It's kind of been going around on social media amongst um, particularly shirt collectors like yourself, Rich, is this um, issue with uh, the Queen's Park Rangers special commemorative shirt that came out. Tell us more about that. Well, um, Queen's Park Rangers had a shirt that was released last Saturday morning at nine o'clock in the morning. Uh, I think they made 500 of them. And I think it was, I can't remember exactly what it was. It was to celebrate, um, I've been a cup win in 66, 67. Um, so it's, yeah, so it's oh. obviously what, 50 years since then. Um, and basically they had this very nice kit, which was a kind of all white kit, um, but I think sort of, uh, which is what they sort of wore on the day. But I think the bands were in a kind of, I think they had the names of the players in the bands or something. But my issue with it was, is that within less than 24 hours of them going on sale and selling out completely, they were up on eBay for, well, I saw a couple, oh, several over a hundred quid, a couple over 150 and a couple that were over 200 quid. Now, if you're going to buy a limited edition shirt, buy it because you want it. Don't buy it to then rip off your own fans. It's like, you know, I, I don't have an issue with people, you know, selling shirts and buying shirts and obviously making money on shirts when they're valuable. But literally when it's a limited edition, if you don't want the damn shirt for yourself, don't buy it. Let someone else have it. Don't then buy it so that you can sell it to them for like 10 times the price. It's these are your own fans you're selling to, you know, it's just, I, uh, it just annoyed me. It's just, just like, you know, I mean, I, I, and the funny thing was, I'm not annoyed because I wanted one because I didn't actually go for it because I, uh, 66 quid, it's a nice shirt, but it's it's not one I was personally going for. So this is not a moan because I didn't get one. Um, I, I just think, and, and a couple of QPR fans that I was, I was chatting to on Twitter this week agreed and just said, you know, it's just not on, you know, fair enough. If you, mm. like I say, make money out of shirts, that's not an issue because we, we're, you know, most seller uh, collectors and uh, will sell stuff occasionally and we'll obviously want to make money on it but i don't know just so blatantly within the first 24 hours it's like clearly you don't give a toss and you're just doing it for money yeah it's just it's it's well yeah you know how do they sleep at night <laughs> under, under a big pile of under a big pile of qpr money i guess you know? yeah. with their head resting on a pillow stuffed with 10 pound notes I yeah yeah Yes. Uh, yeah, a bit of a sad state of affairs, really. I mean, when you've got not just QPR fans, but just genuine shirt collectors that want to, to get hold of a, one of those shirts, it's, it's, a, it's a poor state of affairs. And, and it's so transparent, the fact that they go on sale so quickly. It's just... 
I mean, they're not well, even exactly, just... and that's the thing. It's like, I mean, fair enough if it was a year down the line and someone was selling it, and it like because I've seen a couple of like, I think um, one of the the Bolton shirts that I had, the Blesma charity one. You know, I found that on eBay about a year after it had been released, but it was for a normal price. But it's like, just like you said, Chris, just so transparent profiteering. Mm. Yeah. Oh, well, never mind. Let's move on to more positive things, shall we? I think that's pretty much our kit news wrapped up for another podcast. And um, so that means now we move on to our kit collection uh, feature. And as I've said before, we're looking at the MLS kits for 2017. And um, once upon a time on this podcast, what we used to do is actually um, talk about each and every kit in that particular collection. And uh, podcasts would sometimes go on for weeks, months. Uh, but uh, <laughs> we, we thought we'd kind of refine things. Uh, what we tend to do nowadays is just... Yeah. Uh, make the podcast a little bit shorter john devlin i'm listening to you um uh is basically we pick out three i'm joking really um basically we pick our three favorite uh, home kit uh, home kits or home shirts uh, and our three favorite away shirts and then we just kind of compare notes we also uh, give some honorary mentions to other kits that uh, have got certain details about them that are worth telling you about so um anyway enough of my rambling i think we'll go to you austin first in in the time honor tradition uh, we will start off with your third best uh, your third favorite home kit if that's all right with you what have you really? got so uh, i went for the uh, columbus crew uh home shirt it's uh they returned to all yellow for listeners who may not be familiar last year they changed to black at home which is something they've never ever done before uh, the, it was a nice shirt. It was sort of a black checkered, two-tone checkered. Uh, I really liked it. Uh, they, they they introduced a away kit that was awful. It was just <laughs> it was it looked like sweat stains. I won't. There's pictures. It's awful. I'll let you find that. But this year they've gotten back to uh, yellow at home. It's got sort of a checkerboard down the uh, torso. Uh, you know, black, very simple black V-neck collar. I really like this one. It is a very nice one indeed. I love the black checkerboard uh, motif actually on that. And the one you were talking about from last year, Austin, is that the one that's kind of like white with red trim and a yellow streak down the front? Is that right? Like you've been holding an incontinent puppy in your Fire sweat stain, uh, paint spilled all over. It was awful. It had these ridiculous blue shorts. It was, it was awful. It was the worst of last year. And they've gotten rid of it, thank God. <laughs> uh, just as well, I should think. Um, so that's your third. Thank you for that. That's your third choice, the, the uh, Columbus Crew uh, home kit. And, Rich, what's your third choice for the home kits? Well, I, I said You're just still before deciding. we recording. I, well, I said just before we start recording this that I had to narrow it down. I couldn't. I had five originally, and I, I was really struggling to narrow it down. And I've just looked back at my actual list, and I didn't narrow it down because I've still got <laughs> – in third place, I've got two choices. So, And I still am really struggling. I, I'm going to – right, okay. I had Orlando City and San Jose, um, but I'm going to go for San Jose Earthquakes purely because I just love the, the sort of split motif, which is clearly based on the San Andreas Fault. Um, and I just like that. I, I was going to go for the Orlando one because it's a beautiful shirt in purple. But I'll come on to why I haven't chosen that in a minute. But, yeah, San Jose <laughs> Earthquakes. Uh, black shirt with the kind of um, – well, it's like horizontal stripes and then diagonal stripes with a, a kind of disjointed line, which, like I say, is rep- supposed to represent the uh, the fault line there. And I just – I like the motif, and I love blue and black, so it's perfect for me. Yeah, it's a lovely one. Um, it's it's one of those kind of bold designs which can be a little bit divisive. Uh, of course, you know, some people will love it, some people will hate it. But I love – 
original bold designs like that, and I have absolutely no problem with that whatsoever. Um, uh, Austin, I, I, mean, I would say, can I just say, I would say you yep. can't fault it. Yeah, very good. That's there's your comedy right there, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Um, am I right in saying, um, Austin, that last year um, San Jose wore sort of like a, a, a more of a, how would you call it, like a bright blue kind of shirt yeah. rather than a, a predominantly dark one? Yeah. Yeah. They're, uh, since, so they, re, they, ret- they used to be the Houston Dynamo. They returned to the league in 2008. Um, and they went with, like you said, that sort of bright royal blue. Um, so this mm. black is, is a little bit of a departure from that. Um, last year was, uh, uh, that, that blue with black sleeves and black shorts. So, uh, this is something a little different. It didn't make my top five. It's not the worst, uh, shirts and, you know, a line graphic, which is, you know, uh, a hint to the crest and, you know, the geographic regions. So it, it's, mm-hmm. it, for me, it's okay. Um, excellent. Well, I've gone for my third choice. I've gone for Vancouver Whitecaps, uh, in, with their lovely all white home kits for this season. We should actually probably point out, actually, uh, that, as you <laughs> pointed out to us, actually, uh, a little earlier on, Austin, that it's the situation, isn't it, that every season each team updates one of their kits? Is that right? They, they bring out one so they don't just change home and away in, in, at the same time? Correct. So this year, like you said, Vancouver um, introduced a new home shirt. They're holding over this uh, sort of water mountain thing that they have going on for the away shirt but yeah it just alternates every year so only one new kit per year per team cool excellent yeah and no, i was completely unaware of that actually um just as well you mentioned it otherwise i'd have assumed that there were all new kits and it shows how how up to date i am with everything but um but i i really like the uh the the vancouver whitecaps home shirt in particular because of this um, pattern of uh, very pale blue triangles all over the shirt, which is uh, supposed to sort of chime in with. Um, th- is Vancouver known as the Rain City? Is that right? Was that right? I don't know what its nickname is, but you know it is definitely rainy. And uh, they've really done a good job of trying to incorporate the natural elements. The, their home shirt, their previous home shirt, is amazing. It's one of the best of all time, in my opinion. Uh, it's got this triangular gradient uh, around the sort of upper chest. Oh, yes. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. But, yeah, uh, so this one's going with a rain, um, you know. No, a rain mode. Yeah, you talk about <laughs> <laughs> Well, no, I was just going to say, I mean, I joked with Rich yesterday. I said, like, you know, how can that be rain? Uh, rain isn't triangular. But, I mean, putting that aside, putting aside that kind of artistic uh, overtone, um, I actually really like it, the, the navy blue trim, uh, it works really well. It's just nice and subtle, but the but the the triangular pattern is just something you don't see. It's, it's something no one's ever tried before, so far as I, I'm aware. And um, and I just think it looks terrific. So uh, well done, Vancouver. And I happen to really like the Vancouver Whitecaps uh, badge or logo, whatever you want to call it. I just think it's one of the nicer designs in in MLS. But uh, anyway, I digress on that front. So um, so there we go. Three different choices for our for our third favourite. So now we move on to our second favourite home kits. Back to you, Austin. What's your choice this time around? Uh, I went with the Portland Timbers home shirt. Uh, it's it's this really rich green. Uh, they use the gold trim. A couple of years ago, they had a very similar design with a big flappy gold collar, which I real I I'm a big collar guy, so <laughs> I really like that. Uh, that's not for everyone. Uh, so they have this year. It's, it's back to the green. It's got the gold uh, bars across the uh, just uh, just the shoulder, which is sort of a trend for the uh, Adidas MLS shirts. They you know they just go across the shoulder, not all the way down. I don't know if you guys 
have mm-hmm. you know talked about that. But uh, the Alaska Airlines is in gold. The Adidas is in gold. It's got this uh, sort of a faint flannel pattern uh, in the fabric. It's just uh, you know, I've complained on Twitter and social media about the button buttons and uh, <laughs> me thing, and I'm, I'm sort of getting over it. Uh, but the colors are just amazing for me. Uh, absolutely. And uh, I mean, the home kit there for Portland, we I think we featured on Kit News, didn't we, a while back, Rich, if I remember rightly. We were both raving we about it. We did. Yes. So, um, so uh, what is your second choice for home kit then, Rich, in that case? My second choice, uh, a complete contrast to Austin's, is Portland Timbers. <laughs> <laughs> but tell us about that show yeah. then, Rich. Yeah. Okay, well, it's kind of blue with a yellow navy trim. <laughs> no, it's, I, I think it's absolutely beautiful as well. It's just, again, it's one of those kits that you just see and immediately you just think, wow. It's, again, very simple, but there's little elements of design in it, and it's just beautiful. It's, the color of green is just stunning, and the gold works really well with it. So, yeah, absolutely gorgeous. Yeah, um, I'll, I'll come on to that shortly. I'm saying nothing. I'm just saying I'll come on to that shortly. Uh, don't want to give too much of the mystery away. Um, anyway, my third, sorry, my second choice, but that's what we're on, isn't it? Second choice. Uh, I've gone for the uh, San Jose Earthquakes uh, home kit. Uh, so um, that's the second mention for that. Um, I just I just kind of like it. Like I say, it's just really nice and bold. And um, it's a sort of thing which I think if that home kit with the as you say it's the um sort of clashing diagonal and horizontal stripes kind of reaching a point in the bottom left hand corner of the shirt if that was released in england um i think there'd be a hell of a lot of upset people on twitter sort of yeah. oh this isn't very good because it's a bit too kind of modern for them but I, i'm all for that i'm all for seeing manufacturers just not just turning the handle on the sausage machine you know using the old metaphor to sort of churn out more of the same they're actually doing something a bit different and in black and blue just looks wonderful so um really nice very happy with the san jose earthquakes um home kit not expecting to see that rolled out as a template in the uk but it's their loss i'm saying well this i mean this was a point that i was i was making to to you and austin just before we start recording is that one of the things i do really love about mls kits is the fact that they seem to have found their niche now. Um, and, and I think we talked about the fact that, you know, it, it is pretty much a baby league because it's so little <laughs> young and everything. <laughs> um, but we were, we, you know, basically saying that when it started, there was a lot of, um, you know, like some of the names were quite crazy. They were trying to sort of, sort of establish, it, it was bizarrely as they were trying to get, I think they were trying to establish a different identity from the NASL, but they still were kind of going with those kind of crazy names. I mean, you've still got it to a degree, but, um, I mean, San Jose Earthquakes, for one thing. It's just, you know, it's that kind of weird naming thing that America has. But but the kits were a little bit sort of crazy when they first came out. I think it was was it Kansas City Wiz that I think were in one of the founding ones. And they had like, a, oh, I'm yeah. sure it was then, that had about three vile colors. Like, was it blue, yellow, and orange or something? Or was that someone well, else I'm City thinking had the, of? Kansas, Kansas City had the rainbow. <laughs> um on their kits and then uh and then you had Tampa Bay Mutiny, San Jose Clash, LA Galaxy had these that weird jagged been, angles. Yeah, it might have been San Jose of the Clash I was thinking of. Yeah, it was one of them. But there there was some absolutely god awful kits. Um <laughs> because they were they it was almost like they were trying to just go for this kind of crazy thing. But now they seem to have settled down. But at the same time they've still got their own identity. They've still got this element of they're 
quite happy to be quite daring in some of the designs. So some of the kits are kind of quite pedestrian and, and fairly nice looking. Um, but there are these ones like the San Jose Earthquakes where they've actually had the nuts to actually be quite bold with it. And it works for me. It just gives the MLS its own identity. And I, mm. I really like it. Rich, the, the whole kind of crazy naming thing with America. If, if, you, if you're American, you're, it's not crazy. It's only crazy because we're British and we're, we're too sort of starchy <laughs> about the whole thing. Um, That's anyway. true, yeah. So that just leads us to uh, disclose our favourite home kit choices for the uh, uh, for Major League Soccer season coming up. Or coming up, it's underway already, I do apologise. So back to you, Austin, and what's your favourite home kit? I went with Orlando's home kit. I love um, how Orlando owns the purple. Um, yeah. I, you know, there's, uh, excuse me, LA Galaxy sort of incorporate this white and the sash and, and whatnot. And, a co- and like, like Houston's orange. And there's a couple of teams that own the colors, but Orlando, I mean, when you see Orlando, it is just purple all, all day, every day. Uh, so anyway, so it's a, uh, they're using this sort of textured material that started a couple of years ago from Adidas. Uh, Real Madrid used it. Manchester United used it. Um, Seattle Sounders used it last year in MLS, but it's, it's this textured material, rich purple, uh, the gold, the bars on the, uh, the Adidas striping on the shoulders is, is gold. Um, and their badge is the uh, Adidas and MLS have started fooling with the badges to make them 3D uh, in this. They're very textured and they really pop. Um, and and uh, there's, you know, there's dimensions to it. Um, and for me, they, they might have the best set. Uh, their, their way shirt is uh, white with purple sleeves and uh, white shorts and socks. Uh, I, again, I love how Adidas, um, Orlando owns the purple, and they also have a little touch on the sleeve this year. It's the la- la- latitude and longitude, excuse me, uh, of their new stadium, and I, and I think that's a nice element. Very nice indeed, yeah. I actually saw uh, last weekend, I was watching highlights of uh, Orlando against New York City, and uh, and it looked terrific, that purple kit. It really did. Very nice. So, uh, And I'm looking forward to seeing how the away kit looks as well, because I think that could work very nicely, purple sleeves with a white body of the shirt. I think that could be a, a real winner as well. Uh, although that's, that, would yeah, be, they, that would have been introduced last season, presumably. Yeah, they wore it a couple times last season, and, and again, I love it. Um, you know, sort of the, it's just uh, sleeves were introduced uh, by a couple teams um, and it really, it's classy. It's not too far out there. And it's, and it's something that um, really American soccer shirts haven't done as much. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's all good. It's a very, very nice design. I must say, um, uh, Rich, over to you. What's your favorite home shirt in MLS for this season? Well, I, I hate to rain on your parade, but I'm going for Vancouver. Haha. <laughs> Second attempt uh, at comedy. Keep it up. Excellent. Yeah, I'll, uh, it's the rule of three. The next one will be a killer joke. <laughs> <laughs> so Vancouver. Uh, yeah, the, the, the Vancouver one with the little white, uh, the little blue triangles. On it. I just really like it. Again, I, it perfectly to me, it says what MLS are about in that it's actually quite a very sort of nice kit, but it's just got that little, little touch of individuality that just makes it stand out and i just think it's a really nice pattern as well like austin was saying the one from the previous season i i i think was probably even better which was the one that had the soft stuff over the shoulders that was really nice but i'm i'm more than happy with this one love it so yeah there you go i was uh really keeping an eye on uh during opening weekend to see i really thought the triangles would disappear on tv but they actually 
um, any kind of close-up shot, they do kind of stand out. They they do kind of stand out, and uh, I was surprised how much I liked it. Yeah, lovely, very distinctive design, and um, we want to see more of that kind of thing. You know, instead of just trotting out the same old shadow patterns and things like that, pinstripes. Oh God, I think we've had a glut, a, a gut full of uh, uh, pinstripes in the in the UK kind of kit scene for the last few years. I think we need more of that kind of thing, definitely. Um, anyway, just leaves my first choice, my my favourite home kit, uh, and we're kind of ostensibly talking about the new kits here, just to remind you, just in case you're saying, "Well, why didn't you choose that kit?" Well, we're trying not to consider. The, the kits that were introduced last season, just to make that absolutely clear. Um, I've gone for Portland as my, my first choice. So we've, we've effectively picked the same shirts as each other or same kits, but just in a random kind of mixed up order. I think we're virtually singing from the same hymn sheet there. Um, can't really add much more to what's already been said. I love the shade of green. Plymouth, take note. Um, it's, uh, it's a lovely rich green and the gold trim. I've, I've said so many times on this podcast about you know, the use of gold on kits, but in the case of Orlando and in the case of Portland, it works really well with the main colour of the kit. And in this case, it's green. And just the detailing and trim in gold, it, it looks a, a mile better. I mean, not that uh, uh, Portland's kit last season was particularly bad, I thought, but the, the, this season they've absolutely nailed it, uh, their uh, Adidas. So full marks to them for that. That's my favourite choice. So uh, so there we are. Um, before we go on to uh, discuss our favourite away kits, um, I just want to sort of say a couple of things. First of all, just in case you're hearing the occasional sort of twang uh, from the audio coming from uh, uh, Austin, uh, that's down to uh, YouTube Live. There's nothing to do with Austin. It's just uh, we are spanning three time zones with this. It's, a, it's the first time we've tried to attempt this. We're pretty much holding hands across the globe as we speak. Um, so uh, any any sort of audio interference, we apologise, but it's um, matters outside our control. Um, but the other thing I was just going to mention, actually, um, Austin, is just this this whole notion of every team having an Adidas kit. Do you know sort of how that came about or why that system is in place? Did Adidas just come in sort of waving their checkbook saying, we'll take care of this, we'll do all of the kits? Or what's, do you know what the situation is? So so at the outset of the league, uh, each team negotiated an independent, independent deal. And about 10 years ago, uh, MLS consolidated and chose one manufacturer. So actually, this is the last year of that contract. So it'll be interesting. There's been a lot of speculation about what's going to happen for the next season. That uh, you know, Under Armour has definitely stepped up their game in their American company. So it'll be interesting to see if they, you know, sort of continue their sort of their increase their soccer portfolio. Uh, obviously, there's Nike, but because of the is that me? Oh. <laughs> it might have been, but I can hear a sort of rustling. I thought maybe it was Rich scratching himself or something. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> uh, not to my knowledge. Okay. <laughs> uh, but then, um, you know, there's obviously Nike, uh, but with the stuff that they've done for the U.S. national team, I think that they would be a, you know, uh, I'm a, I hate their U.S. kits. So I would <laughs> definitely not be, a, uh, I would definitely not like that. But, uh, you know, again, it may be that they go back to independent, although I, I go back to maybe independent suppliers. Yeah. Yeah, um, but I think MLS is very, you know, they're single entities trying to keep everyone in the same umbrella. I don't think they want to let people get too far out of the, you know, because the LA Galaxy is going to get a really good contract. Houston Dynamo, maybe no one would make their kits. I, you know, <laughs> so I, I'm, I think they're a little worried about that. Um, I do, Adidas the last couple of years has really produced, had some definite misses, but in general, 
their their portfolio for MLS has been has been pretty solid. So we'll see. Um, we'll see. I'm not sure. I, I my guess is that they'll announce it this summer, probably after the Gold Cup, what they're going to do for the following season. Uh, but stay tuned. Mm, that should be quite interesting. I think, um, Rich, would you agree with me that it'd be great to sort of see a little bit more variety for, for kit manufacturers in MLS? Because, I mean, I'm sorry to keep crowbarring this in. It sounds like I'm sort of desperate for people to know about it. But I did this NASL graphic, uh, 1979 <laughs> kits. Um, I, I swear I'm just using this as an anecdotally. I'm not trying to kind of... Uh, get attention on myself if you but, and, and and if you have not seen it it's amazing and you should search it out oh thank you austin i, I literally um i i wasn't trying to prompt you in that way it's, it's very good of you to, to to say that thank you uh, bless you you can you can come on to the next podcast <laughs> um um just for about ba- just for balance i think it's crap no. <laughs> <laughs> well uh yeah I, so i'm not I sure really where to go from there well, i forgot what i was going to say um no what i was going to say was um that um, when I was doing the graphic, um, I was surprised at how much Adidas there were there was in all of the kits in the 1979 NASL season, but they didn't dominate completely. There were a few uh, Admiral <coughs> kits, and there were, I think there was just the one Umbro kit, uh, which was New England T-Men, if I remember rightly, and there was also a Nike kit, which was a very early sight of Nike uh, on the sort of kit manufacturing front. Um, so there was a bit of variety there, but what do you, I mean, how do you feel about seeing an entire group of teams filling up a competition like that, but all wearing Adidas? I don't mind, actually. <laughs> so I actually think Adidas is doing quite a good job with it. I think there's quite a lot of variety in it. I mean, I'm to be honest, I'm just surprised it's Adidas. You know, I would have thought, if anything, I would have thought that it had gone for Nike. But can you imagine that? A whole league full of the Vapor template. <laughs> so it oh. could be worse. It could be a Sorry. lot worse. Uh, yes. Yes, I'm just, I'm just, um, I'm just pondering that for a moment. But we must move on. Um, anyway, away kits. We go, we go on to our uh, three choices for our away kits now. Uh, and over to you, Austin. What was your third choice on the away kits? I went with um, Philadelphia Union. Um, it's a, it's an interesting design. Uh, they've used, they've typically used uh, white away kits. Um, pretty good one. Uh, it's got sort of uh, again. It's this is contrasting sleeves. Uh, they continue the uh, this really dark navy blue uh, down the torso. Use here across the shoulders, um, and but what for me I, the, the monochromatic badge is love it, um, and so I, that was a, a big plus point for me. For me, they uh, this this shirt uses triangular patch of material underneath a ring collar and annoys the crap out of me. And several kids <laughs> do this. But other that's for me that's the uh, only downside to a to a preview looking kit. I have to, I have noticed you getting very irritated by the triangular patch of fabric <laughs> underneath every row. Um, am I right in thinking, Rich? I mean, um, I'm, I'm just trying to rack my brain. Isn't this isn't that something we've seen in in British on British kits at times, or am I just completely imagining that? What the triangle? Yeah, like I mean, in that yeah, way, yeah, like yeah. underneath a ring collar. I mean, rather than on a flappy collar. Well, yeah, I mean, we've had um, the Cox Motif had it on the Everton and the Aston Villa shirts in the 80s. And uh, I think, I'm trying to think, it was, it was a lot. I think the Cox Motif, when they went back to Everton a couple of years ago, sort of revi- revisited it, but in a much bigger way. Yeah, uh, I was just we, saying, that's, yeah it's, it's, it's bigger, not, not the sort of small yeah, triangle on it. But I think they haven't they got it this season as well, um, Everton? Or, was, or am I thinking of last season? They had a, a very season, similar yeah. thing, but it was very small um, hmm. again. Um, so yeah, I I don't mind that 
so much. It's not. I, I'm I'm always a fan of V-necks, but I, it doesn't bother me to. I think the same degree it clearly bothers Austin. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's it's sometimes it's the small details that can sort of really get under your skin. Yeah, uh, I'm not losing any sleep over it. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be more losing more sleep over having the word bimbo written across your shirt, which is uh, what uh, <laughs> Philadelphia have got there. What is bimbo in the US, uh, Austin? It's our bread company. Okay. Um, all right, now let's take that on board. Um, okay, some some nice bimbo baps. There we go. <laughs> Sorry. Let's, let's keep it above the waist. Hey, see, I told you, third, the rule of three, <laughs> that was a killer joke. That's as good as it gets, I'm afraid. Uh, yeah, um, I, I'm just going to excuse the excuse the slightly crass kind of attempt at humour here, but I'm just imagining kind of you know going into a bakery and sort of saying I'll come in for my bimbo or one white one and one brown one, but that's not let's not even go down that road. Um, um, uh, so so leave, leave the comedy to me, Chris. You know, I'm working on that. I've just got to kind of you know polish that a little bit, and then and it'll be fine. Uh, Rich, what's your third yeah, choice? Of wicked. I have gone for Sporting Kansas City. Uh, which is a very smart kit. I actually very much like their home kit as well. Again, this is this is where um, the the other side of the MLS, which is the kind of more traditional looking kits, uh, and Sporting Kansas City's away kit is basically I think that's navy uh, a navy shirt with lighter blue horizontal stripes across it, um, and a quite interesting collar. I'm just I'm just zooming my face into the screen. Oh, actually, I've got a touchscreen thing i can just do that can't i um sorry forgetting my laptop's touchscreen now um, <laughs> i actually again on this note for the third time in my life i try i momentarily considered zooming pinch zooming on a piece of paper the other day i'm sorry <laughs> i just i, I just I, I, at least i didn't actually touch the page this time because i have done that twice before anyway moving on so now i can zoom in uh yeah the the collar is sort of white with what looks to be sort of navy trim on it and it's just a really neat looking shirt but the i think the the horizontal bands on it really lift it and just make it again just very classy um and just i don't know it's just really really nice i think and the, the whole ensemble actually because they've got um navy shorts and then um what looks like these sort of uh, yeah hoop socks in the sort of the navy and the the lighter blue and it's just i just love it it's really a really quality outfit so yeah. I, I don't know if you want me to jump in here and say that this was introduced last year, but oh, FYI. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> to be fair, it doesn't matter because they'll like it for this season, but yeah. <laughs> right. So just so you know, thanks for that, Austin. I'm glad somebody's keeping up with uh, you know doing this the right way. Uh, I mean, were, were we asked to pick ones that come out this year or were we asked to pick our favorites from this season's kits? Shut up. <laughs> Look, we're not going to have the uh, the argument here. There are people listening. We, they don't need to hear this. We'll save it for after. They do. Okay. They like it. They. This is what people like in this modern age. They like the uh, the, the sort <laughs> trolling flit. It's, it's, we're turning this into the Jeremy Kyle of podcasts. <laughs> uh, anyway, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna please uh, Austin greatly by saying that my third choice for the away kits is the Atlanta United kit. Um, I really like it. The the combination of white and red, which if you're British, you'll sort of be getting a bit more familiar with if you support Southampton at least, because that's uh, what they've introduced for their, you know, I'm not sure if that's their away kit or their third kit. They've been wearing it a few times recently uh, in the League Cup final, for instance. Uh, but uh, Atlanta United, in contrast to the red and black stripes on the home kit, um, I've gone with their white shirts with red trim, red shorts, red socks. 
I don't know why. It's just I think white shirts and red shorts looks tremendous, and um, it's a lovely contrast to the to the home kit, which I think is also something that you know away kits should do. That's that's part of their sort of responsibility, if you like, for want of a better word, is that they don't just have to be some you know garish colour. They also have to provide contrast with the home kit in case there's a kit clash. And I think this one certainly does that. So um, I think it's a lovely away kit. What's what's your view on the um, on the Atlanta kits there, Austin? Well the, the it's not really white. It's very oh. the pictures on the internet are very misleading. It's it's a very faint grey. So some of the pictures, especially some of the early leaks, it really came across as white. Uh, they introduced this uh, a couple weeks ago at a friendly in Chattanooga. So they started the game in their home shirts at halftime. The subs all came out in the new kit, and that was basically their unveiling. Mm-hmm. And cool. uh, it's 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 a light it's a lighter gray, and the red the red is very interesting. It has very mixed reactions here in Atlanta. It looks it's very washed out. It's as if mm. They start with a rich red and then they wash it like a thousand times mm-hmm. and it's and it's sort of washed out. Um, it's interesting. It is it is growing on me. I did not like that when I first saw it, I, I admit I did not like it, but the gray is starting to grow on me. The red, I would have preferred to have it be this it's it's called victory red, according to the mm-hmm. LA you know, LA Night color portfolio. But uh, it's a it's a slighter uh, lighter red, if you will, and uh, I, I like it. It didn't make my top three, but um, it's a, it's a nice it's a nice kit. Their home kit's amazing. I love it. I will talk all day about that, and, but I won't bore you with that. But um, but yeah, Fair yeah. Whether it's white or whether it's grey, I still like it. It's not going to change my mind on that one. That's for sure. So there yeah. we go. So that's my, my my third choice for the away kit. And we come back to you, Austin, now for your second choice on the away kits. So for my second one, I went Seattle Sounders. Uh, Seattle has. I would say by far the most complex color palette in the league. They, you know, it's like Pacific blue, uh, you know, grant, uh, cascade shale. They have like all these funky names for them and everything. Uh, but this, this kit is a, they're calling it sort of a heritage kit. It harkens back to the NASL days. So I'll be interested to see, you know, when you get to that year of your project, uh, what you, uh, encounter, but it's a, it's a white kit. Um, that will move the, the last year they I talked about a little bit earlier, but they had this textured blue shirt, uh, sort of a I don't even know what color to call color blue to call that, but it was contrasted by a, a very light blue. Um, but anyway, they've moved that to their third shirt this year. Their secondary shirt is white and it just has this blue trim that I don't it's electric light blue. I don't know, maybe Chris, you Chris or Rich, you have a better name for it but i just love it it's got a collar it's very simple i just love the color scheme um and i really like this one i would refer to that shade as blue shade of blue as awful (laughs) (laughs) it's awful blue (laughs) it's a kind of a cyan color really isn't it but you know you'd be unhappy if coventry city were wearing that then presumably Uh, to be honest i I don't care what we wear these days if we could just get a point (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we could uh, we could run out in bra and pants if we could win a game. I don't care. You know? <laughs> oh, okay. Well, fair enough. I, I quite like the shade of blue for what it's worth. But uh, yeah, I'm just looking at my uh, NASL 1979 graphic here. I don't like to bring it up, but um... have you have you done one of those, Chris? Because uh, you've never mentioned it. No, I just you ought uh, to. Your size is more. 
Yeah, and um, and the, and the same applies to your uh, kit books that you uh, that you sometimes write there, Richard. Ooh, <laughs> handbags. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, folks, um, uh, I'm just looking at my 1979 graphic in Seattle uh, for their home kit. They wore like a white, all white kit, but with a with a um, sort of what would you call it, like a summer blue winged collar. So there's kind of an echo there going back to sort of 1979. But um, but this is obviously the, the away kit that we're talking about. So it's interesting. There's a there's a faint kind of reference to that. Yeah, they have it. Yeah, on the uh, back neck, they have the old Seattle Sounders logo too. And so <laughs> that's a nice touch. Excellent. Yeah, very good. So uh, where are we at now? So we're, we need um, – we need uh, your choice, don't we, Rich? That's where we're up to. <laughs> oh, I forgot where we are. Your second choice away. Well, given what we've already learned about how often kits get rotated, uh, well, I'm also going for another one that must have been released last year as well, and I don't care, because <laughs> I'm going for the Vancouver Whitecaps away, because it's beautiful. Um, it is... Uh, how the hell do you describe this? That is a crazy shirt right there. It's If you look at it from far away, very far away, because that makes it easy to describe. It starts off with a very light blue at the top and goes down into a graduation down into a sort of dark navy blue. But the actual pattern on it is a kind of, it's like a sort of broken line that steps up into the middle and back down again. Really just, you have to see that. That is virtually impossible to describe unless Mm. one of you two can do a better job than I'm clearly not doing here. Oh, it's yeah, it's it's very tricky to to describe that. But the, there is, am I right in saying, Austin? There's a kind of like a V, um, uh, kind of going on in the in the sort of alternating stripes on that on that away shirt. Yeah, it's a uh, it, it's a yeah, like oh, like Rich said, it's it's hard to describe. Um, it, it's <laughs> it's V but broken, and uh, it's supposed to represent sort of the uh, ocean to the mountains to the sky, uh, from mm-hmm. bottom to top. Um, yeah. And uh, it's 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 very interesting. I'm not sure if I like it, but it's very interesting. Mm. Yeah, I, I like it. I think it's it's great, and and is a good complement to the to the home kit, which we've already discussed actually. So, uh, yes, another good choice. Um, and well, uh, my second choice, I've gone for LA Galaxy uh, on the away kits front. Um, basically, I just think it's a really nice sort of strong uh, use of navy blue. Um, uh, and it's got sort of, again, it's a slightly lighter shade of navy blue, dare I say it, and like a deep blue on the cuffs and on the turnovers of the socks and on the shorts as well. Um, and it's just lovely and sort of almost like a brooding, deep, dark kind of shade of blue. And it's, and it's very simple. There's not too much in the way of sort of fancy patterns, a bit like, say, on the we've just discussed on the Vancouver Awake. It, it's just really nice, and there's a little bit of sort of gold detailing or, you know, uh, what do you call like a warm yellow tone, which obviously is uh, that and the navy blue comes across from the home kit as well. But again, it's that contrast with the home kit. You've got a dark away kit, a light coloured home kit. And I think that's kind of how it should be, frankly, for any team anywhere. Um, then you won't get too much in the way of kit clashes. But um, I love that LA Galaxy away kit. Any um, any takers on that from either of you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, ho-hum, yes. yeah. It's well, all right. It's yeah, that, for my for me, it's my number one. I'll just kind of jump ahead. Um, this is this textured textured fabric again, and LA Galaxy's gone with this very brooding is a great descriptor, by the way. But uh, this very dark metallic blue as their way as their way shirts. They've had the last couple of been sort of 
playing around with this design. And um, this, it builds on last, uh, the one for two years ago was quite good as well. It's one of my favorite ones, but this one just takes it up like another level uh, that yellow, the yellow they use for the jock tag and the Adidas logo, just, it's just pops and uh, it's, it's all one color. It looks amazing. It's, it, it's, it's my favorite shirt. Fantastic. But what well, would you, you do? What would you do if it had a round neck with a triangle underneath it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What would you do then, eh? Uh, yeah. I'd get over it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, so we now know uh, we now know Austin's first choice for the Away Kit. So uh, I guess we come straight to you, uh, Rich, for your favorite Away Kit. I have gone for the obvious one because it's clearly the best shirt in the entire league, which is the FC Dallas Away one. Huh? Which is just, just amazing. Uh, so basically, this is this is un- unlike the uh, Vancouver one, which was kind of the the reverse. This is basically starts with the uh, sort of white slash light blue at the bottom and rises to a darker blue at the top, which is re- I believe meant to represent the night sky because it also has stars in it, and it just looks beautiful. It's just it's making me cry. <laughs> so it's- beautiful. <laughs> it, it's lovely, isn't it? And uh, it yes, is. the, the the Texas night sky. And oh, okay, I'll say it. It was my first choice as well for the away kit. Um, I just Woo-hoo! think I think it's great that the fact that you've got white sleeves, but essentially a blue coloured body of the shirt, which as you just said, rich fades down to white at the bottom. Um, but then it suddenly sort of hits the blue shorts, the solid blue shorts, yeah. and um, I think that would look really good. I haven't really seen it in action yet on the, on the field, but um, I think it's a lovely um, design, and, and with the stars as well across the top of the shirt, um, I think that's that's a really nice. It reminds me of the, of the Vancouver shirt with the with the triangles. That just adding a little interesting pattern, uh, which and and in this case one that's specific for a particular team, um, sort of ties in with the identity of Dallas. I think it's wonderful. So uh, very nice. What's your view on that one, though, uh, Austin? Well, it's I don't like it as much. Uh, the, you know, you have gradients, you have which can and can I, I understand what they're trying to do, and the eleven star. So there's eleven stars to represent the eleven players across the across the chest, and and that's fine. What are your guys' view on the front is blue, the back is white? This sort of two tone shirt. Does that bother you guys, or is that just yeah, I don't like that too I, much. I, it's, no, it's not ideal. I mean, there's a lot of complaints about the Coventry shirt this season because it's got very the, – the stripes fade out halfway, but then the back of the shirt is completely white. So a lot of people are saying it looks more white than sky blue. And I think on this it's such a shame because it would be so nice if they'd, if they'd carried that design around the back. It, as it is, that kind of, to me it almost makes it half, half the shirt it could have been. I still love the design, but knowing that, it's – it's it's just such a shame. No need for doing that. And actually, it seems to be a modern trend. I, th- I don't know if it's just because they want to make numbers on the back easily visible, or they want to just concentrate on the design in the front. But it's to me, it's just a cop out. It's just, just to put it on the back as well. Yeah, absolutely. It's an interesting um, sort of change of um, approach, really, given that the Dallas uh, away kit last season was. Uh, blue and white hoops in the style of Queen's Park Rangers, shall we say. And um, I thought that was quite a strong look, although they also had hooped socks as well. So it was just like, it was, it was a little bit busy from a distance, but uh, but the blue and white hoops or horizontal stripes, I had no problem with. But um, I do love this, uh, this new sort of faded uh, gradient pattern with the stars and everything. It looks really nice. So, um, so there we are. So a bit more, I think we were, um, we, 
on the home kits, we, we tended to sort of be choosing each other's choices, um, and but just in a different order. There was a bit more variation, I think, on our away kits, but, um, but the nearer we got to our first choice, I think we were starting to sort of chime with each other a little bit more, I think. Or maybe we weren't. I'm just looking at my notes here. I don't think that actually applies. So just ignore the fact that I said that. Um, but uh, anyway, at least Rich and I at least uh, matched up on, on the Dallas uh, away kit there. Anyway. Yeah, I mean, I mean, at the end of the day, you have to forgive Austin because this is a new league, as we've said, you know. So <laughs> he's probably not used to all this colour and change. You know? <laughs> at this rate, Rich, yeah, I just want to say that we're probably unlikely to get any more guests on our podcast because whoever joins us is coming in for a hell of a lot of flack. You know what I'm saying? Look, it's this is my role on the podcast. You provide all the facts and the useful info. I just talk crap and insult the guests. That's that's the set we've got. We've got here. You're the straight man. You're the Ernie Wise. <laughs> well, like. I, 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 I knew I knew I was getting into. I knew I was getting into, and I love it. So let's. Oh, I love it. So yeah, just as well. Just as well. I say. Um, but yeah. uh, anyway, just, just a few well, sort of on Donald Trumps. <laughs> Well, personally, <laughs> a few honorary mentions just before we uh, wrap up this section of the podcast. Um, I just wanted to sort of say that um, on the Toronto home kit, I love the use of um, dark grey down the sides. I think that's dark grey isn't probably used very often, but when it, if you use it the correct way, it can look really excellent. And it's just a, a, a nice colour for their home kit. Uh, and the DC United away kit, it's, it's got this big sort of eagle motif on the, uh, on the upper part of the chest. Um, I'm not sure if it would have looked better with black sleeves. They wouldn't have had it with black sleeves because the home kit, I think, is black. So there would have been very white, uh, very little white on the away kit. But it sort of jars a little bit with the with the red. So, um, but it's that's quite a bold um, uh, design. Um, any any specifics of honorary mentions you wanted to throw in there, Austin? Well, like I, like I talked about the Atlanta United one, uh, the Atlanta United home, I really liked. I agree with you about the Toronto FC, uh, that red with that sort of charcoal dark gray. It's very similar to the shade that the United States used uh, almost ten years ago. I really, so I really like that one. Uh, Montreal for uh, their away shirts. Uh, it's you know again, it's got that sort of triangular patch, but it's it's very similar to the uh, Mexico home shirt. Uh, that sort of jacquard stri- uh vertical stripes uh it's very subtle uh but it, it, it but it's a nice contrast to their uh blue and black uh vertical striped home shirts so i really like that one uh you brought up dc united that was like one of my worst i cannot stand that uh but yeah i was trying to be I was trying to be kind by saying it was bold but i think you were kind of uh, sensing what i was driving at there <laughs> I quite like the Minnesota ones, the 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 grey home kit with the Ooh. the sort of very light blue sash. It's just different. I I like it. It's I, I don't know. It's one of those ones that I don't really like the kit itself, but I like the fact that it's very different. Uh, I do quite like the Montreal home as well. I mean, one of one other thing I did want to point out, and again, I don't know if it's just because it's a new league and they've made a mistake, but um, obviously. <laughs> I don't know if anyone's pointed out Montreal, Vancouver, and Toronto. They're not in America, are they? So uh, just <laughs> someone might want to tell the league so they can fix that. Because you know, <laughs> where where does it say the U.S. Soccer League, Rich? Come on, shut up, shut up, Chris. I knew you were going to say that with your logic, but it's clearly <laughs> I was it's just just, just, oh, just I quit. <laughs> <laughs> Or all I'll say then in that case, going back to Minnesota United, um, I don't like the shade of grey. Just I don't know, it's too 
Oh, it's just lacking in kind of any pigment at all. And even with the introduction of a sort of uh, pale blue diagonal sash on the home kit, it doesn't quite work for me. But what I do like on their away shirt is the way that they've done the sort of panel along the shoulders and down the sleeve. It's got a sort of, um, I don't know, it's just nicely sort of implemented, but it just needs to be um, maybe a darker shade of grey or slightly lighter. But the tone of grey, it's like a medium grey. I, I think it looks terrible. <laughs> <laughs> What are your what's yeah. your view on that, Austin? Well, the the uh, the home shirt is is nice. Um, I'm their their one from last year. It had a darker shade of that gray, and the 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 loon that bird that's their badge was actually shadow printed onto it, uh, mm-hmm. almost all the way up the you know one side of the shirt. It was amazing. Uh, so this one's okay. Um, I I really don't like their away shirt. It looks like a train shirt to me. I just there's nothing to it i the the sleeves i i just don't like but uh yeah that's yeah. <laughs> all i would say and this is a very obscure reference which probably no one else will get unless they're listening in from new zealand but um there was a thing last year um i, I sort of see a bit more cricket than i used to uh, being in new zealand these days and one of the things that um there was a sponsor uh, some company over here and what they did was when there was a, a cricket match going on if you turned up at the, at the cricket ground wearing this orange t-shirt you had to buy an orange t-shirt at the ground which had this kind of target logo on the front not it's not the actual target uh, brand as uh, as us folk would know but it was a it was a kind of a concentric circle kind of logo in black on an orange t-shirt if you're wearing one of those and you caught the ball when one of the batsmen hit the ball into the crowd then you like won i don't know ten thousand dollars or something like that so that's what that the home and away kits for for minnesota remind me of there were all these people wandering around down the street kind of wearing orange shirts because you could tell they've clearly been to see a cricket match and they were hoping to win loads of money by kind of catching the ball if it uh, uh, sort of arrived with them in the stand um a bit of a strange kind of reference there uh, that's i just wanted to throw that in um but uh, anyway there we go um i think that's uh, that's all we have to uh, discuss on the mls kits for 2017 and needless to say anybody listening in if you've got uh, any views of any of those shirts if you want to join in the discussion then uh, do drop us a line get in touch we'll be giving you all the contact detail at the end of the at the end of the podcast um but we uh, we move on now to uh, the kit off uh, which, of course, as you may know, every podcast, we give you a choice of three shirts or three kits, and we ask you to just vote for your favourite, basically, a little bit of unscientific nonsense. And um, uh, as you may remember, on the last podcast, we asked John Devlin to choose three Scotland kits, and he chose three uh, kits which he called unsung heroes. They're basically three uh, Scotland home kits, which are often overlooked, but um, also underappreciated at times. Um, the vote is still running. Normally, we kind of end these uh, just before we record a podcast. But because we only did a podcast one week ago, we're going to let it run for a bit longer. Needless to say, I think we can already tell you uh, which shirt or which kit is the winner on this vote. Uh, Rich, maybe you could uh, tell us the latest uh, uh, what's going on with the votes. Well, I think this has got to be the most one-sided we've ever seen on the, the uh, kit-off vote. Um uh, I'll, I'll go in reverse order. Shirt C is polling a paltry 8%, um, which is the, the Diodora shirt with the kind of asymmetrical um, sort of snake design, if you like, sort of like a, a sort of swoosh down one side. Uh, shirt B is coming in second place with 20%, uh, which is good because this is a god-awful shirt. I hate it. <laughs> um, uh, but the, the, the thing I hate about it the most 
uh, is it exists. No, uh, it's got these two white flashes that come in from the sleeves, and then they end in a solid, like, cut-off, like a, a square end. And then out of that, these two sort of red lines sort of piss blood down the shirt. It's like a kind of arc of blood piss down the front oh, of the shirt. Please. Sorry, that's just, you know, that was my take on it um, and it just i did never liked it it just looked awful uh, it just just untidy and messy Blah. anyway uh, so that's shirt b um however running away with the poll uh, as expected and as it should be uh, shirt a uh, the 1985 to 88 scotland shirt the one that went to the world cup and came home again very very quickly as it always <laughs> does um, <laughs> john's not here to count to me i can say what i want um and that's the the one from the 86 world cup um now, I, I think uh, we had quite a few comments. Um, one from Douglas McIntosh uh, said, without doubt, a made a scapegoat at the time because of the striping of the shorts, but now we look back and see it was a mark of genius. Now, I know that you like the stripe on the shorts, Chris, and so do I. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. I think it's a lovely design, to be honest. I, I really liked it when it was uh, doing the rounds back in, what was it, in the 86 World Cup? So, uh, yeah. Yeah. Wrong with that. Very nice. Not at all. Um, We've had 135 votes um, last time we checked, so thank you for thank you to everybody that uh, has taken part in the kit off vote thus far. And as I say, uh, I think it's um, probably fair enough to say that shirt A is going to run out the winner. It's not actually the most one sided vote we've had though, Rich. Um, there it was not? Oh my God. It, no, I think it was the Peru one we did very early on in about episode uh, two, and I think I got about 83 percent of the vote. The, the winning uh, shirt. Uh, so uh, anyway, that's uh, that's neither here nor there. Yeah, I don't count. Uh, I don't count Peru ones though. It's always going to be obvious. This is Peru. Anyway. <laughs> um, uh, other comments on, on the uh, Scotland kit off vote. Uh, Martin Percival said, not a big fan of any of them. Give me the 1977 Umbro kit every time. Yeah, I think, Martin, what you're missing is the way that this is formatted. <laughs> Basically, we, we suggest three and you pick one of them. Not, I'm going to pick a fourth one. But anyway, thank you, Martin, anyway. Um, Mark Knight said, A, I even bought the Subutio version of it. So uh, that was, uh, that's very commendable. Uh, and uh, Robbie Maguire said, C, uh, I also would have gone with the Awake It with the big blue cross on it. So uh, thank you. That for was quite the... a nice shirt, that was, actually. It was quite a nice one, yes. Uh, white with a uh, pale blue cross on that. So, or is that, or is that that's the one he's talking about, isn't it, Rich, the Awake It? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I just trying to remember nice. the home kit at the time, which had a shadow cross on it or something. Anyway, moment of panic there. Anyway, <laughs> um, this time around, we've got another vote for you, another kit off. And uh, as I said earlier on, Austin has been very kind to choose the three shirts that are featured. So, uh, Austin, I was wondering if you might be able to give us uh, your your take on the three shirts and why you've picked them. Yeah, I was trying to think, find a theme. I know you guys, you know, do either a country or a tournament or whatever. And what I decided was to do identity shirts for lack of a better term. Uh, so I went with the Vancouver Whitecaps home, which is sort of the rain shirt that we've been talking about. Uh, the FC Dallas away shirt, which is the stars uh, on the chest fading in uh, to the gradient. And then the uh, San Jose earthquakes home shirt, which is that fault line graphic uh, that we talked about in the uh, home section Uh home shirt section. Uh, so yeah, I just chose those three as ways that, you know, clubs and, and Adidas are trying to use the uh, either elements of the of nature or the badge in, in a way on the, on the jerseys. And three fantastic choices. Thank you very much indeed for those Austin. So um, you know what to do now, listeners, just uh, basically take your pick from uh, one of those three, whichever one you like best uh, visit our website 
www.thefootballattic.com and you'll see the voting buttons there. Choose your favourites and uh, we will tell you which one uh, was victorious on the next podcast. Three nice choices there. Normally we go for sort of three shirts from one team that span three different eras and it's nearly always shirt A that wins because everybody's nostalgic and they just pick the oldest one. But um, you haven't got (laughs) that to fall back on this time. So uh, you're going to have to use your brains a bit more. Just uh, choose your favourite. They've all got a little bit of blue on all three of those, which is quite nice as well. So that's kit off. Uh, So um, any other business? Rich, um, uh, bought any shirts since we last spoke and and what's been going on in your world? Uh, I haven't bought any new shirts, um, although I've got my eye on a few. Uh, But all the ones that I mentioned that I bought last week have now turned up. Uh, So you can probably see pictures of those on Twitter um, and and Facebook. Although I don't tend to actually post them on our Facebook post. I keep forgetting to do that. But I usually post them in football kits the world over. Um, so I had those turn up and I, I kind of don't want to mention it now because I feel like I've, I've been chided for it, but I was going to talk about the third kit book I was planning to do, but you know, someone <laughs> had a problem with that. <laughs> um, yes. <clears throat> I don't know. You may have seen on Twitter and I have been talking about it. I, I, I actually said, uh, to someone, I'm, I might've been, um, Malky or possibly Russell as one. I can't remember exactly who, uh, when I did the second one and they said, Oh, well, this be what, well, you know, they mentioned something else. And they said, Oh, well, that'll be the third one. Then I said, no, I'm never doing a third one, but I would appear to be doing a third one. Um, <laughs> but what I'm planning to, do, I ran a little mini poll on Twitter last week. I'm very grateful for all your responses. Uh, and the, the choices I think that I put out there were, I could just cover like books one and two, like book one was all my kits up to that point. Book two covered the next sort of kits that I bought. Uh, and book three, uh, I, I didn't, I kind of, I've been leaning away from doing just another, here's a new lot of kits. Mm-hmm. Um, what I've been wanting to sort of do with this. And I just thought I'd put the feeders out. And thankfully most people agreed with that as well. Was that oh, what I'd like to do is kind of do uh, the third book based on, the odd ones in my collection so like a lot of the limited edition ones um I, I, it's kind of like a sublime to the ridiculous so i want to cover some of the nicest shirts like say for instance like the mexico one i've just bought and the brazil 86 ones which are classic shirts and very you know stylish and but also then feature the other ludicrous ones like the ham shirt and and broccoli things like that yeah which the problem with that for me is that it will mean that what i would like to do is go back through volume one and two and feature some of the ones that have already been in there so a lot of the ones in volume one didn't really get any sort of showcase because it was literally volume one was just here's three shirts to a page so there are quite a lot in there which like for instance the river plate uh one which was a a celebration of 75 years at at their stadium i would like to feature that and have it like featured properly you know rather than just a small picture so it will mean there's probably quite a bit of crossover between the first two books hence why i'm sort of not really pitching it as a volume three i'm kind of pitching it as a kind of you know if almost like the best and the worst if if you will so so i'm just now working on the logistics of how to actually get that done and obviously because it's gonna have a lot of crossover it's whether it's actually going to appeal to people who've bought the first two books because they'll have seen a lot of them so i don't know it's it's all up in the air at the moment so there you go Fair enough. and uh, austin have you got any books coming out at all or you want to uh, <laughs> think how's that <laughs> no, <I'm joking. laughs> no. i don't know austin, no, I, 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 ASL diagrams that you want to talk about because <laughs> no one else talks about them <laughs> <laughs> No, I admire you guys' uh, output uh, books and, and, and Chris's Kipless web- website are 
far beyond anything that I could try and pull off. So uh, major props to you guys. Well, that's very nice of you, but to your, I think you're hiding your light under a bushel because you are producing some great <laughs> blog posts and, and podcasts of your own. So what's what's uh, the latest on that front? So on the uh, Soccer Nomad uh, blog site, soccernomad.wordpress.com, uh, I recently did a Bayern Munich home shirt, kind of retrospective. Uh, that was a lot of fun. I, I learned a lot about uh, the Bayern Munich home shirt. So uh, I did a Mexico 1998, uh, the home shirt from that. Those are some of my recent posts. Um, my Claret and Blue post, which you know you guys helped me out on, uh, and I appreciate that, has gotten a lot of good response. And so, um, for people who are looking at, you know, it's it's you know Aston Villa, your Burnleys, your Scunthorpes, there's Cobb Ramblers in Ireland. Uh, there's a lot of teams from around the world. Trabzonspor from Turkey. Uh, that so anyway, that post got a lot of uh, of good responses. So uh, that was fun to do as well. And then, of course, you know, the podcast, um, you know, uh, austinlong1974.podomac.com. You guys have both been on, so I appreciate uh, yeah. that. Uh, I've been focusing on uh, Atlanta supporter groups. So we have here in Atlanta, I live in Atlanta, and we have over a dozen supporter groups supporting uh, European clubs, your Manchester United, your Bayern Munich, your Real Madrid's. Um, and so I've been trying to talk to each of those groups, learn a little bit more about them. Uh, and their stories about the club. And then, of course, I do some kit stuff. You know, JR and I do uh, EPL, and we did a, a summer kit pod. And and you guys have been on. John Devlin's been on. Jay's been on. Uh, just talk about kits. Uh, it's, it's You guys have really opened my eyes to um, what there is to talk about. And the interest, I, I, you know, you guys really helped me sort of get going. And so I, I didn't feel like I was all by myself. There's tons of people who want to talk about this who are interested so i've started pursuing that and i've had some uh, great conversations yeah you're very welcome uh, austin i've just i think a lot of the time we think we're on we're on our own uh, so it's uh, it's nice that there are people out there like yourself that uh, that listening to us so it's all sort of sharing the knowledge and sharing the passion for the subject i suppose so uh, yeah needless to say we uh, thoroughly recommend you go along and visit soccernomad.wordpress.com and uh, listen into the uh, to the podcasts that uh, Austin produces because they're fantastic and not, not just the ones that we're on. I mean, you know, <laughs> other people are on as well. Um, so uh, well worth a listen. Absolutely. Um, uh, thank you very much indeed, Austin, for being a, a guest on our podcast as well today. It's, it's been wonderful having you on and uh, getting a different perspective on things and to just talk about the American soccer scene. So uh, thank you for your time. Thank you for having me. It was, uh, it was a lot of fun. Uh, you're welcome. Pleasure. I'm sure we'll be speaking to you again in the not too distant future. Uh, before we go, of course, we do have to do the usual kind of housekeeping stuff and telling you how you can get in contact with us. Um, you can find us, uh, our website is www.thefootballattic.com. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at uh, twitter.com forward slash footballattic, facebook.com forward slash thefootballattic, and our email address is admin at thefootballattic.com. Uh, you can also download the podcast on iTunes. Uh, so do that. And as we mentioned on the last podcast, we're supporting uh, mental health charities around the world. Um, we would urge you, if you can, to just donate whatever you can spare uh, to a mental health charity in your part of the world. If you're listening from the UK, we're suggesting Mind UK, but you can have completely free choice. Um, it's our sort of thing that we're just trying to promote, really, and put some heat under. And uh, very pleased to report that one or two of you have already been making donations, which is absolutely superb. You know who you are, and we love you for that. So uh, thank you kindly for supporting us in that. Um, but that being the case, um, I think that's all. Rich, anything to add before we go? I have nothing to add, no. 
Okay, can I just uh, say for one more time that I've just recently designed a graphic featuring the NASL. Oh, no, I've done that one. I've I'm doing um, a book. <laughs> uh, it's time we went, I think. So uh, one last time, thank you very much indeed, Austin, for your participation in this podcast. And uh, to the rest of you, thank you for listening. We'll see you again sometime soon. Till then, from the three of us, it's goodbye to you all. Goodbye.